and you're listening to Flashpoints on Pacifica Radio. My name is Dennis Bernstein. We broadcast every weekday from 5 to 6 from San Francisco over KPFA Free Speech Airwaves. That's the Pacifica Radio Network. And uh, we begin again with the election steal. Uh, apparently, uh, states' rights are back and back stronger than ever. Mitch McConnell held the line. Uh, John Lewis legislation is dead. The filibuster is alive and well. Greg, I want to talk to you about recent experiences in Atlanta. But first, I need to get an overview from you, from you about uh, where we are. I don't think, when I say White Citizens Council and Mitch McConnell... I'm sorry. I don't feel like I'm even elaborating. <laughs> yes, well, yeah. Or exaggerating. Yeah, so <laughs> elaborating. Um, <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. No, it, exactly. Yes. This is this is really dangerous stuff, and it's and you know we're talking about filibusters, et cetera. It's very funny that that Mitch McConnell is trying to defend democracy, the right of the minority to hold up this legislation, uh, legislation to protect the vote in America, and it's truly under attack the way it hasn't been since the 1950s and uh, very very serious stuff um you know merrick garland uh, merrick garland uh, the attorney general says he's going to start cracking down on vote suppression crimes we shall see we've been doing the crimes bulletin for years i'm i'm waiting to see what will happen if they'll just they'll walk the walk not just talk the talk i mean we did have um you know, we had a, a comatose Justice Department under Obama, and now we have a, um, and then followed by Agent Orange's uh, absolute hostility to uh, voting rights. And, but, you know, um, uh, so it, it's really up to us at the state level and locally to fight the fight. Don't wait, don't wait for the Senate. It ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen, but uh, it's happening uh, fast uh, across the country. Something like 300, over 300 bills in 47 states. Uh, you've been doing some interesting work yep. once again in Georgia uh, where you discovered uh, that uh, there's a threat to some 364,000 votes. It has to be with uh, a new part of the restriction, restrictive laws, SB 2022. Tell us about this, Greg. Then we've got some sound, I believe. Yes. Okay. So I, I won't spoil the fun, but um, what has gone completely off the national radar is that a private group called True the Vote out of Texas got 88 um, mostly Republican Party operatives to file challenges to block the counting of ballots cast by 364,000 Georgians. It's a third of a million voters, Dennis. And uh, they are doing it under the new law, SB202, signed by um, Brian Kemp, uh, the governor. And it's been unnoticed because it slipped by. As you know, we've done a good job of reporting on things like, you know, you can't hand someone a slice of pizza while they're waiting five hours in line to vote. That's a felony crime in Georgia. But what is encouraged in the law according to George, is not a crime, in fact, encouraged, is what's called elector challenges. That is, any citizen can challenge another citizen's right to vote. They've had that around since Jim Crow days, but as always, you know, Farmer John says, don't let Joe Black, that African-American, vote. Uh, but this is brand new, where 
the new law says there can be unlimited, and that's a quote from the law, unlimited challenge of voters by any other voter. And we're about to meet, in this little clip from Georgia, the woman running for vice chair of the Republican Party. She's Marjorie Taylor Greene's um, candidate for vice chair. She'll probably win. Uh, she's already a Republican official. She personally, her name is um, Pamela Reardon, and she personally has challenged over 32,000 voters. And that's legal under the new law, 32,000 voters. And um, I met some of those voters that she challenged who said, because she said, oh, they don't live in their county where they're registered. Well, I went to their homes. I spoke to them on the phone. And none of them were illegally voting from, uh, from a wrong address, from a fake address. None of the 32,000, not one. But they but a huge amount suspiciously seem to be voting while black. And that's what you're going to hear about. All right. Well, let's listen to uh, this piece uh, from Greg Palace coming out of Georgia, uh, uh, dealing with the threat to some 364,000 minority Georgia voters. Listen to this. Marietta, Georgia. We're about to meet with a GOP official who says that she has personal knowledge that 32,000 people are voting illegally in this county. So my name is Pamela Reardon. I am currently 6th District Committee Woman to the State Party. I know for sure voters do not live here. Altogether, Reardon and her cronies are challenging 364,000 citizens' right to vote. This year, Georgia's GOP-controlled legislature passed a new law saying you can challenge an unlimited number of voters. Do you know this woman? That, do, you, do you recognize that woman? Um, not offhand. I don't... Okay. You never spoke to her? No, no. What, what about this guy and his wife on his honeymoon? Do you recognize that man? Mm, no. So you didn't call him, but you challenged his right to vote or have his ballot challenged. Sir, get out of my house. Okay, I will get, get out, out of your house. house. ACLU of Georgia Attorney Rahul Garabadu. The challenge statute doesn't didn't ever contemplate someone coming to town and challenging hundreds of thousands of voters at one time. Um, this, in our view, was an abuse of that statute. That doesn't mean that you get to print out reams and reams of Excel spreadsheets and just, you know, levy a charge against thousands of people that you don't even know and get them, you know, removed off the rolls. The 1871 Ku Klux Klan Act makes voter intimidation a crime. Imagine using the Ku Klux Klan Act of 1871. Here is NAACP lawyer Gerald A. Griggs. You know, it, all, it gets real when you get arrested. It's real, real. Have you heard of the Ku Klux Klan law of 1871? I'm from Canada. So you don't know the Ku Klux Klan law? I'm from Canada. You clearly don't know Georgia law. He's a legal voter. I got voter. my right to vote in 94. Okay, so you so I don't like people voting illegally. Get out of my house now. I shall get out of your house Before now. Before I throw you. And, and you are sure that this is your legal voting address? You are Georgia, divided down the middle, and this civil war ain't over. This is Greg Palast in Georgia reporting. And this is Dennis Bernstein with Greg Palast. He's on the line from Los Angeles now. Uh, Greg, he she was a little bit perturbed with you. Did you feel at all threatened? 
Uh, yeah, well, I did explain to her that according to the lawyers for the NAACP, it looks like she is, she and her cronies have violated the Ku Klux Klan Act of 1871. Because Georgia law may allow her to play this game, but Georgia is still, whether they like it or not, part of the United States, and federal law still obtains. And you can go to jail for this stuff. Now, she did... Tell me to go. Um, what you can't hear, and I, uh, you could see that some of the films. Say. Her husband <laughs> physically grabbed me, and I said, "Wait!" Uh, I was leaving very quickly anyway because they had. You have to understand, this woman is, is dressed like Nancy Reagan in this red dress, very elegant, stately, and she suddenly starts screaming at me that in language that would embarrass a sailor, and um, and she reinforced it because there's a. Uh, there was a shotgun right leaned up against her front door. She had like three handguns on the coffee table between us, and she had stacks of ammo boxes that she was showing off to our cameraman. Um, so I wasn't going to mess around with this uh, lady, but understand, well, you know, and, and of course, I, she was really upset because I showed her pictures of this African-American neighbor of hers that she said doesn't live here. She lives in her neighborhood, you know. Um, and uh, that she challenged her right to vote, and I, she didn't call her, she didn't contact her. I mean, I did. It's not. It's doesn't. It's not that difficult. Um, and uh, so, and I showed her pictures of other people that she had challenged. She had. She did no checking, and none of these eighty-eight GOP operatives checked anything, except that they didn't want their votes to be counted. And understand what has to happen for you to get your vote. Are you really ready for this? Even if you've mailed in your ballot, doesn't get counted. You have to be notified. You have to get the notice, which is often very difficult to. You know, no one notices these postcards that's thrown away. But if you get it, you have to go into the county clerk's office and hold a hearing on whether you are who you are and where you live, where you live. And so the ACLU is also saying, you do understand that we're talking about literally in each county office. 10, 20,000 people having to jam into this office, and there's still a pandemic in Georgia, let's not forget. Um, it is, uh, it's vicious, it's, you know, racially poisonous uh, because of who they're going after. And you know what's tragic, Dennis? The woman that, one of the women that I showed her the picture of, uh, Tamara Horn, African-American, she lost her job because of COVID and had to sell her home and move down the street to live with her relatives. Now, you don't lose your vote because you lose your home, especially if you, as long as you stay in the same county, you don't have to re-register. But she said, I've never heard of anyone having to move because of COVID. This woman has a mansion on the edge of Sandy Springs, and she's a real estate agent. Um, and, you know, so there's a class issue here, too, because so right. many low-income people were displaced during COVID. A third of a million people, Dennis, and yeah, she was um, she was pretty shaken up. The other GOP operatives doing this simply wouldn't talk to me. And, and she she claimed she her excuse was she came from Canada. Yeah, she says I don't know these laws because I'm Canadian. She kept saying I'm Canadian. I'm Canadian. You think she and could like, get away with this in Canada? <laughs> you know, it's like I'm laughing because it's so sick. It's so over the top. And you might say, okay, well that's Georgia, but I want people to understand. This yeah. is backed by True the Vote out of Texas. And True the Vote is backed by the Bradley family of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, who are the new Cokes. They've put $2 billion into right-wing causes, and they're specializing in vote suppression trickery. 
So, and believe me, while Georgia's a big prize, remember, if they do remove, successfully block the votes of 364,000 voters, uh, there's no way that uh, Reverend Warnock, uh, run, uh, the senator, can be reelected next year when he has to run for reelection. Stacey Abrams is running for governor. That will wipe out her campaign. And it's not whether I'm for Warnock, Senator Warnock's reelection, or Stacey Abrams for governor, or any of that. The point is that the voters ought to choose, and not this real estate agent, Marjorie Taylor Greene's um, candidate. You know, remember her with the space with the Jewish space lasers. Um, but the, you know, let the voters decide. But they can't do that. But I'm very afraid that with the money from the Bradley family and True the Vote out of Texas, that this disease will go from Georgia to Texas to Wisconsin to North Carolina down to Florida, where they all have these latent voter challenger laws that no one has used since the Jim Crow era. And they're not only, they're juicing it, but instead of using white sheets, they're using spreadsheets so that they, they don't challenge a voter, which is ugly enough, but challenge 10, 20, 30,000 at a clip. It's right. very dangerous. You're listening to Flashpoints on Pacifica Radio. That's Greg Palast. You can check him out at gregpalast.com. He's been doing, he's been on the cutting edge, the front line of this battle for your vote and to protect everyone's uh, vote. And uh, Greg, this is obviously uh, coming to a big head. Now, I'm starting to hear the sort of the Democratic uh uh, apologists and those who have sat by for so long and watched this unfold over so many years, starting to say things like, well, the, the bottom line is if we get out there and we seriously organize, we're not, they're not going to be able to take over uh, the vote. They're not even going to get close. We're going to show them at the grassroots. But that's not going to work, is it, in this round? That's well, going to be a I tough saw- row. I have to tell you, I've been covering Georgia for you, as you know, for the election crimes bulletins and for Rolling Stone and, and other outlets uh, for eight years I've been going to Georgia. John Ossoff won his election for Congress back in 2017, and they shafted him out of it. Um, you know, Stacey Abrams was shafted out of the governorship she should be governor. by 50,000 yes. votes. And I proved, and she agreed. What a refreshing thing. But, of course, she is, in case you didn't know, she's black. I'm waiting for the pale faces of the Democratic, you know, the white congressional caucus in the Democratic Party to take a similar position. She said the race was stolen from me, and she cited my investigations. So this is new, but you can't, no, you cannot win against a Jim Crow tide because they're not, it's, they're not stopping one voter at a time anymore. They've got, this thing wasn't even seen. You know, when I showed this stuff to the ACLU and the NAACP, they were shocked. They thought that this had gone away because it was threatened back in December when the same group challenged these voters three weeks before the runoff between uh, for the U.S. Senate seat that the Democrats won. But that was blocked because they were able to convince the counties that you cannot uh, effectively wipe out the voter rolls within 90 days of a federal election. What, what no one was watching is that the new Georgia law revived the challenges. They have more than 90 days before the next election. So this is a big shock to see, uh, you know, even to the ACLU and to the NAACP, 
that that they're back. And uh, it's very serious because here's the other problem, Dennis. Before the counties being threatened by uh, Stacey Abrams and the ACLU did not take off these voters before. But now, if you refuse, if any uh, local board refuses to remove these voters or accept the challenge, the local board under the new law can be replaced by the state board. And the state board is made up of Governor Kemp, uh, right-wing Republican, uh, and the two leaders of the legislature who are more right-wing Republicans. And, and they already have begun. They removed, by the way, just last week, they removed Helen Butler from the Monroe, the only Democrat on the Monroe County Elections Board. And Helen Butler, for those who have been taking notes during my reports, was my co-plaintiff in a successful suit against Brian Kemp when he was Secretary of State. And so this was retribution time. Uh, they literally removed her from the elections board and re- replacing her with another Republican. So it'll be solid Republican. Uh, this is the game that's being played. And so if they don't, if the counties don't accept these 364,000 challenges, they can just be removed by the governor. Very ugly stuff. Wow. Well, very troubling. And we only have a minute, literally a minute, Craig, but the other side of this, and we're going to have to get into it, is that some of the sort of the reactionary uh, restrictions that came out of people uh, desperate to shut down Trump in terms of free speech and free speech issues, these uh, these responses to Trump are going to, uh, they might not help us defend the right to vote uh, because well, it'll be problem, hard. Yes. it's hard to talk about it. Go on. I'll make it very quick. So what's happened is I did a report for a program called Democracy Now! Uh, and uh, it when it was replayed, on by consortium news the consortium news added a few extra seconds where we had trump people screaming the election stolen the election stolen and as a result uh the uh, youtube shut down consortium news access so what's happening is as we say you can you know we are now uh the the some people who are self-described progressives say Let's censor the Internet and don't let anyone say that the election was stolen. Well, guess what? Elections do get stolen, usually by crushing the votes of people of color. But if you say that now, you have violated Facebook and YouTube and Google rules. So when I talk about vote suppression, a lot of that stuff is being taken down. Um, I had the Democratic Party of Michigan that complained, and my reports on vote, on, uh, on illegal voter purges, uh, we're taken down in Michigan. So we have a big problem that when we, yes, we'd like to say, oh, don't let Alex Jones say that Trump won and the election was stolen. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried more about free speech and democracy. And we're not going to be able to have this discussion if every time I use the word vote suppression, vote stolen, vote blockade, uh, a robot blocks the report. I'm, you know, very afraid of even putting up this report, Dennis. I don't know what's going to happen. So people go to gregpalace.com and watch this thing, the the, uh, the video version, before they take it down. 
All right. Uh, Greg Palast, again, gregpalast.com. As always, we appreciate the incredibly good work, Greg, and how long you've been on it is just extraordinary. It makes you so good at what you do because you've been on it so long uh, and really uh, called this one way, way back. So stay safe, be careful. We all appreciate the work that you do, Greg. And I appreciate the chance to be on with KPFA, my crack in the electronic Berlin Wall. Thanks, Dennis. All right. Take care.